time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K-Bay Chris. Hello, hello. Is this thing on? Oh, hey, y'all, we're back. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Rob T. And you are listening. We're still alive. We're still here. You are listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And as I said, I am your host, Rob T. And of course, my partner, brother from another mother. I could not do this without him. Give it to me one time. I am the real Chris because a couple weeks ago, Pac initiated me and I graduated from kayfabe to real. <laughs> just, just like all the other seniors around the country who will be graduating soon or have graduated and are probably wondering why they're playing Macho Man's entrance music as they walk in. <laughs> That's funny, dude. When I was a kid, I remember going to graduation. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, See? why are they playing Macho Man's music at the graduation? <laughs> My mom looks at me because it's not Macho Man's music. It's for graduations. No, uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I've seen him come to the ring plenty of times. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, yes, we are back. We have been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, really no excuse, just that it's, uh, it's life, you know, and, uh, life happens and so but we are back and we're ready to do the damn thing right chris you know this so what we're going to talk about today is the obvious i think which is of course Sex, uh, baby Let's <laughs> talk about you and me. no oh. no we're going to talk about talk about my topic <laughs> no what we're going to talk about is this past weekend's big weekend by the way for professional wrestling action which was WWE. We had some WWE action. We had some AEW action. And of course, we even had some NXT action. So, yeah. and before we go, though, did you see that our friend, Mr. Snake, has a third title? I did. He is now, basically, he is now King Cobra Three Belts. Yeah, he, I mean, whatever. I could do the same thing and buy him off of WWE Shop.com. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I have a feeling he's going to be like, he earned them. So I don't know. I, I think my first question would be, Chris, who did he show his snake to to get the third belt? That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying because, you know. Right. right. Uh, no, all kidding aside, big congratulations to Mr. King Cobra Exotic himself. Uh, he's now a third champion. I don't, I don't know what championship it was. Did you, did you happen to see? No. Uh, okay but he's got three belts we know that yeah so that's awesome man that's great um hoping that next level wrestling will soon pick up because i don't know about you but i miss being involved in all that man i do yeah I do. so we'll see what happens uh hopefully it'll be soon though but big congratulations to king cobra exotic congratulations you deserve it uh hard work pays off and you are definitely showing that so they got our check we sent them <laughs> you're welcome sir yes exactly so anyway well yeah man let's get into it so you uh did you watch uh um 
what was it? The Saudi Arabia one. What are they calling it? Night of Champions. Night of Champions. I was going to say. Uh, yes. And actually, one. there are two that I missed. Okay. But that's probably because they were really fast. I literally went to like the bathroom. I came back and it was done. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I did get to watch it myself. Of course, I, I watched it a little bit later. Right. Because uh, I was uh, at a horror con this past weekend. Um, so I had to watch it a day later. Um, it was fun, man. Uh, going to the horror con. Uh, not my cup Sorry. of what the horror con. That's what I said. Horror con. It, it sounded like you said the horror con. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Horror. Hor- horror. It, it was a horror convention. <laughs> and, he, and Rob went his cosplay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Horror con. Horror. Uh, horror. Um. Anyway, for those of y'all that know me, know uh, I'm not really a horror person. Um, I do like the old school ones. Here's the other one, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do like the old school ones, like you know Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to all this other stuff, especially the uh, I don't know what you would call it, but the ones that are about demon possession and stuff like that, mm. I don't like I don't like occultic ones. Let's let's go with that. Okay, I don't like those simply because. I know those are real and those aren't things you play with. So, so yeah. So when it comes to, to, to horror movies and things like that, I'm very particular, you know, my wife, however, she's a big fan of, of, of the horror genre. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, she actually, uh, has her own little, it's, I, it's funny. I want to call it a show, although it's technically not a show because it's a TikTok. Right. But but she she actually has a YouTube channel now, so she's doing some longer episodes. Dang. Yeah, but uh, she does have her own content that she creates called Books, Booze, and Horror Reviews, um, where she will review different horror books, and she'll pair it with a cocktail. And uh, it, it's really good. If you haven't checked it out, I, I highly recommend you check it. You can find it on TikTok. You can also find it on Instagram and um, now on YouTube. Again, that's books, booze, and horror reviews. Yes, that I just was gave a nice plug. She owes yes. us money for. Yes, she does. I'm gonna let her know. Sponsor. She'll, she'll 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 pay me for it later. Dang. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that's where I was at this weekend. Uh, I had to come back Sunday because I had a gig. So after my gig was over, Chris, I came home, was home alone because M- Melissa wasn't gonna get back until Monday. So I not kidding you i walked in the door closed it behind me locked it took off pulled my shorts the- <laughs> pulled down my pants took off my shorts i was there in my my underwear and i was i said screw it and i got ordered me a pizza and i watched uh freaking uh the uh wwe pay-per-view so it was great i loved it night of so, champions or night of champions night of champions yes night of champions Jeez. so let's get into it man it was i thought it was great it was great and I, I got great too. I got to tell you, for me though, it was. I'm just gonna be honest. It was a shocker because I think you would agree with me that when they started doing these pay per views in Saudi Arabia, especially because they were coming out kind of like in the middle of the day, right? They kind of sucked. <laughs> you know, they did. They they were lackluster to say the least. But it looks like what they're doing now is they are incorporating the storylines. They're they're. They're staying, sticking to the story, and it's it's keeping it canon, if you will. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm just kind of making an assumption here, but I'm guessing the WWE is doing that because 
the Saudi Arabia shows are going to be a regular thing now, it looks like. Because there's another one in October, I think. Yeah, that was uh, Elimination Chamber, I believe. Crown Jewel. Right? Am I right? No, Elimination Chamber is going to be in London, I believe. No, that's that's Money in the Bank, bro. Oh, well, I know Crown Jewel is going to be in Saudi Arabia. Crown Jewel. Thank you, Crown Jewel. So, um, okay. But yeah, so it's a normal thing now, you know? So yeah. that's just something that's going to come with the territory. So, but let's get into it, Chris. Go for it, man. All right. Well, the opening match on the Afternoon of Champions was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was the Afternoon of Champions. Yes, it was. Was uh, the inaugural. 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 Neither one of us can speak. I know we can't. Jeez. We've been gone for so long. We can't even do this right anymore. Can't even say horror and inaugural. Anyway, the inaugural. Inaugural. There you go. World Heavyweight Championship between finalist AJ Styles and Seth freaking Rollins. And I must say, I appreciate Seth Rollins coming to the ring looking like a cheetah girl. Yeah, he did. <laughs> With the complete gold fingernails yes. and everything. Um, but the match, we already knew it was gonna be a banger because both men can can work, you know. I was I was a little hesitant only because of the fact that I felt that with AJ his shattering his ankle coming back so quickly and the way that he works, he didn't like tone it down. He just kept with his usual style and I was afraid that something was gonna happen, which it didn't, thankfully. You and me you know. both, man. You and me both. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was a really good match, really good back and forth. Uh, the crowd was highly into it, so it was a great way to start the pay-per-view. A little surprising way to start the pay-per-view, but, you know, there was rumor that apparently AJ, or sorry, uh, Seth Rollins was supposed to fly back uh, right away after the match because of his uh, oncurring uh, role that he's filming right now for the new Captain America movie. Ah, okay. Uh, but... Oh. <laughs> uh, that I don't know if that's the that was true or not, but right. By the way, great match, winner and the very first. I want to I want to presence that as the very first because this is not a continuation of the original World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, this is its own title. Right, it's brand the new. Reign is now you know new, and that would be Seth freaking Rollins, which is yes. well deserved. Yes, I agree. I agree. I know there was a lot of talk about it possibly not going to him right uh you know and stuff but i'm glad to see that it did um i thought it was great i i love the storytelling that the announcers did because the one thing that was a surprise for me that i didn't realize is and i guess i just kind of take it for granted because of the fact that aj styles just came into wwe just a few years ago right, right. but the fact of the matter is is he is a very seasoned veteran you know, so he's been in the game a lot longer than Seth Rollins, right. you know, and the fact is that they made mention that Seth Rollins grew up watching AJ Styles. It really put into perspective this whole matchup. So seeing that Seth got it, I just looked at it as a veteran putting over the younger talent in a sense, almost passing the torch, even though technically speaking, AJ wasn't champion or anything like that. It still was him passing a torch in a sense. And like a true professional, he 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 went in there, he left it all in the ring. It was a phenomenal match, no pun intended. Um and it and it was great. 
I would have been happy either way, to be honest with you. Had had AJ won it, you know, or Seth, I would have been happy. But I think they made the right move with giving it to Seth as well. And just like you, I was a little surprised that they started off with this match. But I think you would agree, especially in hindsight, that it definitely set the tone for the entire pay-per-view. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I got to tell you, man, the other thing that surprised me that I noticed throughout the whole pay-per-view, but I started noticing it in this match, whenever they would show the crowd, I, I wouldn't have known the difference. I wouldn't have known it was in Saudi Arabia had you not told me or had I not known. Right. Because it, it, it did not look any different. And let that be a lesson to to prejudiceness, I guess, would be would be the word. You know, we're all the same. You know, there's wrestling fans all over the world. And 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 it's great when you can find something that that common ground. Right. They may have a different culture, but there is something where we can find common ground with their different culture. I thought that was a beautiful thing. That's just kind of something I just wanted to throw in there that I noticed right off the bat. Because uh, later on, when we talk about the other matches, I know you notice this too, but here we have this crowd that's in Saudi Arabia that speaks a whole different language. Yeah. And yet I saw several different members of the crowd singing or, or singing along to Cody Rhodes music. You know what I mean? So uh, that's, that's just awesome. And it's just saying something and it just shows the power of professional wrestling. So I just wanted to throw that in there. But yes, I agree with you. Phenomenal match. Totally awesome. I loved it. Yes. Yeah, so you knew or the first world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins. So the next match is, uh, was, um, it was okay. I, th I think it was half and half for me because it was Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. And to me, this match was only good because of Becky Lynch. I have to agree with you. Trish, God bless her. She did what she could. I don't know if she was limited. You know, she did great trying to work the crowd and everything. But she just looked sloppy in the ring. Yeah. You know, she looked very rusty, very much ring rust on her. Um, so it, you could tell. You could tell just some of the maneuvers she did uh, in the match were, were very, almost looked a little dangerous, to be honest with you. And uh, let's, let's not forget a key factor here, Chris. I mean, everything you're saying is correct. Uh, for those of y'all listening, let's, let's not judge Trish too harsh because – you got to remember from past events in Saudi Arabia, they, the talent has said this many times, the conditions there are way different. They yeah. have said so many times how hot it is in that ring. And let's remember, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, because you're the man that would know this. This is Trish's first time performing in Saudi Arabia in a match. Correct. Whereas with Becky Lynch, I think she's done it before. She has. Yeah. So... That definitely could be a factor, you know, but I do agree with you. I have to be completely honest with you and tell you that when this match started, I was into it. But as it went on, it, it just lost me so much that I can tell you I fell asleep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I did wake up. Of course, I wasn't asleep long, but I did get to see how it ended. Um, I'll let you I'll let you tell that part and then I'll tell you what I think about it. Yeah. Well, uh, the match came to a conclusion towards the end. Uh, Trish Stratus on the outside almost felt like she was trying to crawl under the ring, but Becky got her through back in the ring. And who comes out from under the ring but Zoe Stark, who gave I don't even, I'm not sure what her finisher is named to be honest with you, but uh, she basically busted open Becky the hard way. Mm, yeah, you yeah, know, she did. Busted open the hard way, um, and the winner of the match was Trish Stratus. So apparently, there's some kind of alignment um, 
going on between Zoe Stark now and Trish Stratus. <laughs> By the way, Becky is one to teeter and walk the line because did you see a little bit of ankle? <laughs> yes. I saw a little bit of ankle. <laughs> yes, yes. You I gotta admit though, that was a dope outfit she was wearing. I, 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 I know Bill style. Well, yeah, well here's the thing though. That's 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 I'm sure that's what everybody else thought. I thought Bruce Lee. Because of course Uma Thurman in Kill Bill wears that yeah. and it is an homage to Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee wore that in the game of death. It's you true. know. Yeah. So but I, I loved it. It was a it was a dope outfit. Great way to to do the it, it was a to me it was a far cry from the bodysuit and t-shirt that Lacey Evans and Natalia wore when they wrestled. So yeah. this was a lot cooler. I, I am not gonna lie though, I was a little concerned because let's be honest, Trish Stratus is a little not a little, a lot gifted in the uh chest region. I was yeah. a little I was a little concerned that in the match the zipper would just kind of whoop, you know what I mean? And well, I was apparently did on wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I was worried about that, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was concerned. I was like, oh damn, if that happens, whoo, yeah. buddy, could start a war. <laughs> but it didn't. Uh, but it was good. Here's what I wanted to say about about the way the match ended with this whole Zoe Stark thing. Maybe I'm alone on this, so you tell me. Um, not to take anything away from Zoe Stark, I didn't. I don't really follow NXT all that much. I've seen a couple of matches with her in it. She's definitely. She definitely got talent, okay? And there's a reason why they called her up. I'm not taking that away from her. But I kind of feel it feels forced to me. It feels like WWE is just kind of shoving this in our faces right away. There, It doesn't feel like there's an organic growth in the story. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, what's the connection? Why all of a sudden is Zoe Stark? with Trish Stratus. You know what I'm saying? There, There's no uh, backstory there. So I really kind of feel like it was just like, oh, oh let's just get her. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it, it, to me, it feels a little forced. I mean, is that just me, Chris, or, or do you no, agree? I, I can see that, but uh, I'm going a little fast forward to what uh, Zoe Stark did in her promo on Raw and talked about how she didn't want to go through all the steps to get there. She wanted to go straight to the top. Right. And Becky being the top dog right now in WWE. Right. So I, I think going forward, there's going to be some kind of singles match between Zoe and Becky Lynch. But I think before that, Lita's going to come back and team with Becky to take on both Zoe and Trish. Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely see that. And I, and I see what you're saying. I guess, I guess my question is, why her? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. We've, we've had a lot of matches with a lot of the female talent that is there now. But I really feel it's it's kind of doing a disservice to some of the female talent that's already been there. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Make a really bad joke, but I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we've we've still got really good talent that is there now that can be utilized and that can be used. You know, um, so I don't know. I, you know, it, it it still has to develop some legs for me right now. I'm not buying it just yet. Yeah. Um, so. You know, it just started. We'll give it some time, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just don't think that being the big shock to me, it wasn't that big of a shock. It was just like, okay, why is she sticking her nose in it? But okay, yeah. whatever. So, we'll see anyway. there. yeah. All, All right. right. So the next match was the Intercontinental Championship match, Gunta versus Mustafa Ali, who came out with um, I'm not sure what it's called, the, the thing on his head. I don't know. 
<laughs> turban. Really wait for you to tell me. <laughs> turban. Yeah, turban. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they fucking wear, Seven Eleven. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> to all of our Middle Eastern listeners, <laughs> sorry. I, I just have to say that the views expressed by Kayfabe Chris <laughs> do not necessarily reflect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, okay. I take back the 7 Eleven comment. Quickie mark, whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, this was a surprisingly longer match than I thought it would be. Um, Mustafa Ali definitely got the rub a little bit, you know, with Gunther. Um, Where do you rub him? <laughs> like a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, oh. Oh, Prince yeah. Ali, my dear, Ali Ababwa. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God! It's anyway. the famous Dead Sea Tupperware. Look, still good. <laughs> it did not break. It broke. It broke. <laughs> um, great match. Good back and forth. Uh, Mustafa Ali definitely has some some, some spots in there. Um, Gunther. Gave some vicious chop. I mean, he chopped him so hard he sent him back to developmental. Like that's all. That's all hard to hit him. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but the winner, which we kind of expected, was Gunther. So he retains his Intercontinental Championship. Sorry, I'm thinking <laughs> of a terrible joke. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my. Pick up the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Gunther, of course, and is your winning scene. And yes, okay. <laughs> Chopped him so hard, it flew him back to the back, landed on a camel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look out, they spit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Disney's going to sue us. <laughs> But yes, oh. Intercontinental Championship is still retained as Gunther. Yes. So. Yes. All right. The next I, didn't, two I, matches, I, I didn't see that match. I was in the restroom. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I was in the restroom for the next two matches, and I fucking missed them. <laughs> um, and that was the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. That one was interesting. That that one I, was did, interesting. I did see the interest, and I saw the crowd was very much in Bianca Belair's favor, uh, very much against Asuka. Yeah. Um, but apparently this is a pretty quick match to begin with. Yeah. Um, and your winner and new Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. Yes, yes. I gotta be honest, I like the way I like the way she won it. Heel tactics, of course. Um, uh, but it's it's a throwback, man. It's a throwback to Kabuki. It's a throwback to Great Muda, you know. Kabuki, especially because uh Kabuki used to spray his hands. Yeah. You know, with the mist. And he would use it as a nerve hold, right? And it was supposed to add to it. So the fact that she sprays her hands and puts it in Bianca Belair's eyes, the only thing that I saw wrong with it, and this is really the only thing, is that there should have been more blue, more mist in on Bianca's face. Because if you remember, they were doing this whole thing where they were going back and forth with the camera from Bianca to Asuka. Mm-hmm. And every time they would go to Bianca, she's there doing this with her eyes where she's rubbing her eyes or whatever. To, and there was nothing there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like make it believable for me. 
you know, small detail, small detail. But other than that, I like the ending. Um, not to throw Bianca under the bus, but, uh, you know, she's great talent. We all know that. But she was getting a little stale. You know, yeah. I personally was getting tired of seeing her hold the belt. We need to get her back to heal, Bianca. Yes, I agree. I agree. Or um, I it, I think it was on Busted Open the day the day after uh, Mark Henry was saying or not necessarily a heel, but where she is still a face. But she's kind of got that edge to her, almost almost where like she's walking that fine line between heel and face. Yeah. I think that would work, too. But a little bit more. You remember uh, a Bully Ray said it best. That whole like, uh-uh, you don't even go here kind of attitude that she would have in NXT. Right. Bring that back a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and let's just see that side of her. And I think I hope hopefully that's where they're going next. But I am excited to see what they're going to do with Asuka this time now that she's champion. I hope to God they don't mess it up this time. Yeah. You know, but yes, I, I, I love the fact that they gave her the belt. And I'm very very excited to see way, where it goes. I think Asuka is starting to be a little bit of a good luck charm to some of the ladies in WWE. Ah, I did see that. You're right. You know, You're right. Because she did have a interaction with uh, Becky at WrestleMania a couple years ago. Yes. And Becky came out next night and said she was pregnant. And then she had the same thing with, uh, I want to say, uh, Carmella. And she's expecting now. Yep. And just announced yesterday was... Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Bliss whose yep. last match was teaming up with Oscar. Yeah, dang man. So. I don't know. I guess Oscar's the the baby luck charm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Yes, I, <laughs> I guess. Which is weird because she's a spitter, but you know. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that thank was you. good. Thank you. I'll, I'll give you that thank one. You. That was thank good. You. That was good. <laughs> but um, bum. Okay. Anyway, the next match was a squash. Yes. And that was uh, Mommy. Rhea Ripley defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Natalia on her birthday. Horrible. I, I don't know what to say to that, man. I, 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 I know there's more that happens behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. But I, I just cannot help but feel like Natalia always gets the shaft. Scratch that. Don't go there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> she always gets the short end of the stick. Shit. No. Stop it. <laughs> Damn it, TJ. <laughs> she always gets. She always gets ringed in the ass. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> I was going to say she gets screwed. That oh. <laughs> She always has bad luck. How's that? It's low ball. I don't understand. <laughs> Anyway, you get my point. It yeah. always it always seems like they're she's just I don't know, man. It's just like the, she doesn't get a push and and I don't understand it. She deserves it. I mean, she's probably the most solid worker on that female roster, honestly. She really is. I mean, let's be honest. She is the one that trained Ronda Rousey when she came in. You know what I'm saying? Like she's the one that works with most of these females when they come in. It's like Dude, give her something. Now, granted, if she's the one that's like saying, no, I don't want the belt. I just want to be able to make everybody else look good or whatever, then so be it, right? But I don't think that's the case. She's like the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very good comparison. You're right, you're right. Both very solid, both very talented. 
but I mean, it's like all they do is make the other talent look good. Yeah. You know, and Dolph, oh my God, does he make the other talent look good? That will, the way that dude sells. Oh my God. Yeah. Nobody sells him better. And Mustafa Ali are incredible sellers. Yes, for sure. For sure. So yeah, but um, yeah, I feel bad about Natalia, especially they should have at least made it a, a decent match. Now it could also be, we don't know. It could also be that they had to cut the match short, short for yeah. time's sake. You know, we and don't it could know. could be because uh, Dominic has a record and he can be outside <laughs> of the ring too long. You know, could be, could be, yeah. could be, could be. They had to had a little, a little slap and tickle in the back. Poor yeah. Buddy Murphy. Poor Buddy Poor Murphy. Murphy. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Bro, bro, listen, I got I to gotta say this, man. I cannot help but stop thinking that I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's go back a few years to the storyline where Triple H married Stephanie McMahon and he was dating China at the time. Yeah. And then look what happened. Yep. Like, who's to say that can't happen in this case? I've been noticing little things every week. Like, did you notice it was a couple of weeks ago, I think. They had just done an interview. Uh, I think they were talking with uh, Rhea Ripley. And then Dom came in and said something to her like they had to leave. And Rhea, Rhea went like that with her hand and Dom grabbed her hand. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like like they're starting to get a lot more touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> and then this is kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves. I didn't watch the AEW pay-per-view, but I heard about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the acclaimed the mm-hmm. shot and the shot they took at Buddy Murphy. Yeah. So apparently it's not just me that thinks that. I mean, other people are seeing it too. What, yep. what do you think, man? A lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think there's anything there, but I definitely see the flirtiness happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Latino heat, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, can't resist it. Can't resist it. So, ooh, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. That's Everybody all I know. Everybody loves a bad boy. <laughs> all right, next one. Yeah, I think uh, Rhea Ripley's watched American Me too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me, little puppet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next match on the card, second to last match of the card, was the fight between Brock Lesnar. And the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Yes. And Cody Rhodes, if, uh, going back a little bit on Raw, was a kayfabe broken arm from right. Brock Lesnar. So coming into the match, it was uh, spoken by the commentating team that uh, Cody Rhodes had a, um, I don't even know what they call it, but it was basically a cast on his, his uh, left arm that it was titanium, which... If it was, he was pretty agile with the titanium. On right, arm, right. But yes. you know, yeah, it's just me. Um, but this is a decent match. Like I was, I was kind of curious of how they were going to play this in because it seems like they're force reforcing the the whole um, torn peck gimmick that they're doing mm. with the arm now. Right, right. So I was afraid that they were going to, you know, let him eke out a win and you know be like, oh, I'm destructible. I can go in there with any kind of injury and, and win. Right, right. But I like the way the match ended. Same. And basically, Same. you know, that um, Cody Rhodes passed out to the Kamora lock uh, from Brock Lesnar. And so Brock Lesnar gets the win due to referee stoppage. Um, and Cody Rhodes take the loss, which sets up the rubber match, which we saw his promo on Monday, wants to set up a fight 
right with him anytime anywhere so right right i like the i like that idea i i agree this is great it's great long-term storytelling yeah. it really is i mean bully ray for those of y'all that don't listen to busted open you need to listen to busted open bully ray laid it out perfectly and i i see it happening they are making every obstacle they can to come up against cody rhodes right to yeah. fin to finish the story i think this is all going to culminate to wrestlemania next year where he's going to face roman reigns again i do believe roman reigns is going to stay universal undisputed universal champion or whatever with the two belts until wrestlemania and i do believe that at this coming wrestlemania next year cody will win those belts well, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead of, ahead of yourself a little bit. Uh -huh. I saw an article when I was uh, waiting to start the podcast. Apparently, tomorrow night on SmackDown, they're supposed to present a new Universal Title to Roman. Okay, okay. So they're doing away with the two belts. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, that's great. Um, I think it still culminates to Cody versus Roman, and I yeah. think Roman will be dethroned. Um, I don't think it takes away from the current storyline, which I know you're going to get into with uh, the bloodline, because um, it's almost like it's two different two different issues happening. Right. Yeah. Um, you got the issue with Cody and with Roman. That's more about Cody in a sense, because this is all about finishing the story. Right. This is all about that legacy starting from Dusty Rhodes and now moving on to, to Cody. And uh, so that's a whole different storyline in itself. And uh, I think it's great. I think they're doing a great job of making Cody look like that uber baby face that's going to get adversity thrown at him week after week, month after month. And he's going to, at the end, overcome the adversity. And it's just going to make his pop even greater. You know it what I mean? It reminds me of uh, 97 Bret Hart when he was basically every month was a different competitor thrown at him. Yes, you yes. Know? Yes. So. Say, yeah, exactly. And this, they did the same thing with Dusty back in the 80s. Yeah. You know, they did the exact same thing. Dude, it, I've said this before on, on past shows. These storylines, re, you know, doing them over in different ways, they still work. Yeah. You know, they're great stories. They're great stories. And this is great long-term storytelling at its finest. Brock, I mean, come on. What, uh, what other obstacle is greater than freaking Brock Lesnar? And 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 both matches, even though Cody, uh, you know, lost this one, um, he has held his own, and it hasn't made Brock look weaker, mm -mm. right? And it hasn't made it, it hasn't looked like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, there's this one thing I got to say about Cody. Cody right now is reminding me a lot of Shawn Michaels in this sense. Granted, they are both two totally different styles of wrestler, right? Mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, Sean is way more um, charismatic than Cody. Cody's charismatic, but in a different way. Right. But this is where they're alike, and 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 this is this is where I think uh, uh, they're kind of going hand in hand. When you saw Sean get in the ring, he made it believable no matter who he was in there with. He could be in there with someone as hardcore as Mankind, and he would bring the fight and like match the style that Mankind brought. Go right. back, go back to, I think it was, oh Mind my games? God. Huh? Yes. What was that? 95? 96. 96. Okay. Go back to Mind Games 96. That match was incredible with him and, uh, and, and Mankind, right? Then you take that match, Best Friends, Bitter Enemies with him and, and Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash being so much bigger than him, 
yet he still made it believable. Same thing that happened with, with Brock and Cody. And, and I think right now Cody's hitting on all cylinders and doing that. It, it is believable. Like I'm believing what I'm seeing. Right. And, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. Brock's looking strong. Like he always does. He still looks like a beast. He still likes, looks like that unbeatable guy. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a good match. I thought it was a great ending and it just adds to the story. So yes, kudos definitely, on that one. Definitely. Well, then we go into the main event of the night, which was uh pretty big on, on a couple of parts. Um, it was the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships defending champions Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which was big thing because Sami Zayn was able to return home in a sense uh, to Saudi Arabia and came out with his traditional uh, garb that they would wear. Because um, apparently that it was basically a diplomatic thing was the reason that he wasn't able to go. You know, I see. So and then he of course he introduced himself in Arabic. Uh, to the crowd, so that was kind of like a little nice thing for them. Yeah, he was um, all like, he was all like, "Mecca leka high, mecca high ni ho, mecca leka high." And we're off the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Between that and the horse, it's just <laughs> wrong. It's horrible. <laughs> oh my goodness! But it was the Sammy and Kevin uh, defending against. Roman Reigns and Solo, and you know what I They're calling him Solo now. Not, yes, not Solo Sokoa. It's just it's Solo. just Solo. Yeah, even Paul Heyman was referring to as Solo. Yeah. Um. So this was a, a really good match. You know, a really really good match. Um. The crowd did not was not behind the Tribal Chief. I can tell you that much. Oh my God, was he getting booed? He was getting booed a lot, almost to the point where he didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was loving his reactions to that. Definitely, yeah. definitely. You know, um, but I mean, damn, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they can work. They, yes. Those boys can work, and we know they can work. Yes. Um, yes. I got to tell you though, Chris, you you said here at the beginning that it was a it was a great match. I I agree with you, but I would word it differently. It was a great story. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because there was so much more than just the match. Yeah. You and, know, and, not, and it was, it was, and we'll get to the end here now. But basically, what happened is the Usos come out to try to help assist. Roman Reigns and Solo, uh, you know, being down uh, Kevin Owens and, of course, super kicking uh, Sami Zayn. At a point, they were going to double super kick him, and Sami Zayn moves out of the way, and they super kick Solo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, not, you know, piss off fat, uh, Rakishi, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny TikTok. <laughs> um, but, of course, Roman Reigns like, what the hell? What are you doing here, for one? Two, you took out Solo and basically shoving Jimmy into his face, you know? Yeah. And um, actually, then, it was, J no, no, you're right. It was Jimmy first. It was Jimmy. And then Jay, like, hey, you know, did you hear him call him Joe? He didn't call him. Yes. Trump. He called him Joe. Yeah. You know, he broke that wall down. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, you know, hey, you know, this touched him a little bit. And Roman got pissed. Like, why are you touching me? Yeah. And basically, you started pushing him in the face. And when he turns around, Jimmy gives him a super kick from fucking Samoa. Yeah. Yep. And the crowd popped. I popped for that. Yeah. The look on Jimmy's face too when he did it. Yeah. Priceless, dude. That oh, that was so good. So yeah. good. Yeah, it was almost the, similar to the what he his facial expression when uh Sammy nailed Roman with the chair. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um of course, you know, Roman's on the ground and 
Jay's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago. I got yeah. you. Yeah. And then super kicks him again as he's on his knees. Yep. And then leaves the ring, which allows, um, I think Solo took the, the loss on this one. Yeah, yeah. Solo, Solo took the pin on this one. Yeah. Uh, so Roman rolls out of the ring when he got that second super kick, and then Solo comes in and basically um, gets the Huluva kick, and Sammy gets the win to retain. So still, you're undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, but the big thing coming out of this, as you said, was a story that it told at the end with the bloodline. Yes. Which we're going to see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown. And I cannot wait. Man, I can't wait because I mean that this story uh, <laughs> again, going back to busted open, Bully Ray said it best. Uh, he just said, uh, these are the days of our lives. Uh, you know, it, it's a soap opera, man. And it it, it's keeping you just I, I know everybody is like, I can't wait till SmackDown. Got to see what happens on SmackDown. Right. And that's why you're tuning in to see what's going to happen. Uh, I think it's great. Jay did such a great job with his facials, the the looks that he was making, you know, even as he's going up the ramp, you know, he's doing the whole home alone thing where he's got his hands to his face yeah. and, you know, uh, and he looks conflicted, you know, and, and it's great. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to see where this goes, uh, where this leads. Um, yeah, it's a great story, man. This is this is long-term storytelling. I said that about the Cody thing. This one is even better. It's another notch higher because this story started over two years ago. Mm, about a year ago. A little over a year ago. No, but no. That, it it started. Oh, with Jimmy, with Jay. Right. It yeah. started when Roman came back. That's where it started that's because, true, that's because true. Roman had to establish himself as that heel. And then here comes Jay, and then that whole thing starts. So this has been going on, like I said, for about two years, man, and it's been great. It's but been if you count his title reign. I mean, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's been awesome, man. It's definitely been great. I loved it. I loved it. it I was I wasn't disappointed. Well, aside from the women's matches, I wasn't disappointed. Same yeah. here. Same here. I thought it was a great pay per view overall. I like you, except for the women's matches. Um, they were the good bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yes, I thought it was a solid pay-per-view. In my opinion, probably one of the best ones to come out of Saudi Arabia, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, awesome. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk uh, AEW, Double or Nothing. That's the one, right? It was called Double yeah, or Nothing? Double okay. or Nothing. Hey, I got that one right. Nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll also uh, touch a little bit on the NXT pay-per-view. Um, I did watch that, and there was one hell of a banger of a match you didn't get to see it right no i haven't watched it bro i'll tell you about it next segment it you have to go and see this one match okay so but uh we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be back after this word from our sponsor fellas i know how it is your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away the problem is where do you go well say no more because i have the perfect place just for you at Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas Jawan and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. 
When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. We slapped around the horse, and we back. The horse? The horse. <laughs> you said horse, right? The horse, yes. Okay. Right, we galloped away. The horse. Okay. Got you. Yeah, we took a quick little break. I had to go to the quickie mart and get me a slushie. <laughs> oh, we're going to get sued. I love this slushie. My favorite flavor is cherry. <laughs> Ooh, what if King Cobra was to use that gimmick? What gimmick? Like an apple. <laughs> like an apple. <laughs> and he comes, I, uh, this, he comes out with this thing like... He has a turban on. Yeah, exactly. With the jewel in the middle of the yeah. head. <laughs> he can still keep the Cobra gimmick. Right. But, but he's a foreigner now. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And and he would have to cut the promos. I am the King Cobra Exotic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See? God, see when, You must happen? you must clap because I am champion. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Look at me, you muddy pucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. now we're fired from NLW. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Before we get into uh, AEW Double or Nothing, I want to make a brief mention because there was a pay-per-view or what are they calling them now? Because they're not technically pay-per-views. Premium live events. Premium live events. Thank you. Uh, and this was NXT Battleground that took place on, uh, was it Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. That's right. It took place on Sunday. Um, I did watch it. There was some really good matches on this card. Um, it did start off with the North American Championship, and it was a fatal four-way with Wesley, who is the champion, Joe Gacy. I'm sorry. It was a three-way match. Uh, Joe Gacy and Tyler Bate. This match was incredible. Great action uh, all throughout. Um, a lot of high spots, of course. This is NXT, and Wesley is, is, is phenomenal. Um, so definitely a lot of high spots. Uh, Wesley does come out on top. He is still the champion. 
Um, after that, you had a match between Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee is a new uh, guy that's come on the scene in NXT who mm-hmm. I believe originates from Mexico. Right. Uh, this was for the Heritage Cup. It was it was an okay match. Wasn't a big fan of it. It was kind of like it had different rules. Um, there were like six three minute matches pretty much, and it was almost like almost like an Iron Man match. You have to see how many falls, right? You you yeah. win in that time. So um, it, it was okay. I I would probably give that match uh, a C maybe. That's just me. Um, okay, the match that I was telling you about before we went to break. This match, epic, bro. Epic when it comes to uh, being snug, when it comes to just, you know, being, I mean, hard hitting, just physicality out the yin yang, man. Okay. This was a match. It was a last man standing match between Dragonoff. I don't know how to say his first name, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, and he's a little short guy, right? And he goes against Dijak, who was known as uh, Dominic Dijakovic, who get, basically came to fame in his matches against uh, Keith Lee in NXT. Okay. This match was incredible. So much physicality. At the end of the match, Dragunov had this, like, bump or something on his forearm. I swear to God, it looked like he had broken his arm and the bone was coming out. That is Ooh. seriously what it looked like. I don't think that's what happened. But it is definitely what it looked like. And this match was just phenomenal. I've said this before in other shows where I watch wrestling sometimes with with Bill, who stays with us during the week. Bro, even he was like edge of his seat, like, holy shit. Like he was he was flipping out on this match. This match was incredible. A lot of physicality. It was great match. I highly, highly recommend this match. I would I would give this an A plus best match of the night, in my opinion. And it is definitely worth a watch. So you got to look it up. I think they have it on YouTube. Go and watch this match. Great match. Winner of the match was Dragunov, um, which was crazy because he's technically the little, the, the smaller guy, you know. Yeah. But he kicks some ass, bro. It was a great, great match. Um, and then the uh, after that, there was a tag team championship match with Gallus versus the Creed brothers. Uh, the winner of that was Gallus. Not really much to say on that one. It wasn't that big a big deal of a match. Uh, and then there was a women's championship match that was actually pretty good. Uh, it was versus uh, Tiffany Stratton versus uh, Lyra Val- Valkyria. Great match. This was for the vacated women's championship uh, that was vacated by, uh, what is the name that she goes by now that she was in the Texas Indy scene? Roxanne Ro- Perez, Roxanne right? Perez. Yeah, Roxanne Perez. Uh, she had vacated the title, I guess, because of some health issues or something. Uh, and the winner of that one was Tiffany Stratton. Like I said, it was a decent match. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, not bad. Definitely better than the female matches at the uh, Night of Champions for sure. And then, of course, the uh, main event ended up being Carmelo Hayes, who is the champion, NXT champion versus Braun Breaker. Uh, and the winner of that match was uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, and again, decent match. Nothing. I wouldn't give it an A. Uh, maybe a B, maybe a C. Um, but that was pretty much all the matches. But I have to say it again. The match you need to watch is Dragunov versus Dijak because that match was phenomenal. Best match of the night. So I just had to throw that in there. But let's go ahead and get to AEW. You got the floor on this one because you saw it. I did not. I did watch it. And actually, this is this pay-per-view, my wife watched the entire thing with me. How did she like it? 
she was um, she watched the whole thing <laughs> so yeah, that's surprising because she usually doesn't like she'll watch maybe one or two matches and then she's off you know gotcha she did the entire preview uh but there was a buy-in match and that was the hardys uh matt and jeff hardy versus and and hook versus ethan page and the guns with uh ethan page's contract on the line okay um <laughs> there's a reason it was on the buy-in because uh, aside from all the other competitors um Jeff Hardy just looks sloppy. Like it, it, it looked like he hurt his ankle, and so he went for like a, a jump onto the top rope and to do a swanton or something. But he slipped and fell. But it looked like the, the commentating team kind of played it off, but you could tell that it didn't look like it was a selling spot. It was more of him just fucking up, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, but the winners of the match was Hardys and Hook. So Ethan Page is now under contract with the Hardys. So gotcha. Uh, I gotta ask you, Chris, because I, I didn't watch the pay per view. I have been hearing just just online, right, social media stuff and everything that I what you talked about. The Jeff Hardy looked terrible, um, very sloppy, and everything. They were a lot of people were definitely comparing him back to when he he screwed up with Sting mm-hmm. because he was high. Um, they were comparing it to that, but then there was others that were saying, uh, that this was possibly storyline. Did it look storyline to you or did it look like a legitimate mess up? It looked like a legitimate mess up. It didn't look like storyline to me. Okay. Okay. You know, that's just my opinion, but you know, I wasn't impressed with him. Like he needs to retire. My opinion, he needs to retire. He's just like hang up his boots and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's already done a lot of damage. So oh, yeah. I agree with you on that one. I, I I think it's time for him to to hang it up. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, well, the, go ahead. the opening match, the actual pay per view, was the twenty one man blackjack battle royal for the AEW International Championship. Uh, defending champion Orange Cassidy against twenty other men in the ring, similar to the holes we talked about earlier. <laughs> uh, um, and of course, you know, it was it was pretty good. It was a really good match. Um, uh, a lot of tag teams in the match. There was a lot of spots, um, uh, offensive spots from the Lucha Brothers, uh, Bandito, and uh, the Commander. I think is is his name. Um, all Lucha style wrestlers, but they had a pretty heavy offense throughout the duration of the Battle Royal, which I was really impressed with. Um, of course, it came down to uh, Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland at the end. Uh, it was about another five minutes of them alone in the ring. Uh, but the winner of this match, Orange Cassidy, retained his AEW International Championship. So, I saw how he won too, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Tell 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 our listeners those that didn't get to see it. Hold on, try to remember what he did. Swerve Strickland is holding on to the rope. Oh yeah, and he was about to orange uh, orange punch him, but he just kicks his arm off yeah. of it, and, and he, he falls. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was, and, it that was, was and it was so like Orange Cassidy. It was. It was. You know it, I mean? it lived to his gimmick. You know. Yeah. It was, for sure. It was perfect. So for sure. Um, the next match was the unsanctioned match of Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho with Sabu as the special enforcer. Uh, now Sabu came out and he was basically in the ringside area in the arena in the match for maybe three minutes. That's it? Yeah. He literally got in the ring, and of course, Chris Jericho has a chair, so he brings in a chair, and they basically just hit hit the chairs against each other. They have like a chair exchange in the ring. And then uh, there's already a table on the outside 
So he does because, of course, the the Jericho Appreciation Society is out there as well. So he does a a spot to the table, which more of him on the top rope and just flopping down. <laughs> oh table. no! Uh, and then the JSA or uh, uh, the JSA, and then of course Sabu make their way to the ring, and that was about it. And it was just basically down to Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. Um, amazing match, you know. Adam Cole looked looked good. He looked in good shape. He looked in good ring condition. Uh, of course, we had Britt Baker come out. And unload on Jericho with the candlestick. Uh, Soraya made her presence as well, but she was taken out with the candlestick as well. And they, Britt Baker and Soraya, made their way to the back. But the match ended up coming to ref stoppage. Basically, Adam Cole uh, was not able to uh, submit him, but the ref stopped the match. And Chris hmm. Jericho, you know, took the loss. So, okay, cool. So, it, it, I, I could tell this story is not over, which is good. Because it was a good match, and I think it's going to come down to something a little more later, uh, possibly with Kyle Rowley and uh, Bobby Fish coming back. You know, well, so, they did continue this past Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah. So, so we'll see what happens uh, going forward in the future. The next match was the AEW World Tag Team Championships FTR defending against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with the special guest referee Mark Briscoe. Um, another great match. Uh, I had to say, of all the um, tenured veterans that are still wrestling, Jeff Jarrett has to be in the best shape out of all of them, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, just his condition and everything. What? Even yeah. better than Ric Flair? Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but at one point, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at one point, uh, uh, Jarrett brings in a guitar and inadvertently nails Mark Briscoe with this. So Mark Briscoe's out oh. at this point. All right. So Aubrey Edwards comes down to the ring uh to try to make the count, but she gets cut off by Sanjay Dutt in the entrance wrap right in front of the ring. And she keeps trying to get by him. But then Karen Jarrett makes her presence felt and nails Aubrey with the guitar shot. So Aubrey takes the bump with the guitar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And what's funny is like the way Karen Jarrett did it, she hit her with the guitar and then she was talking smack and threw the guitar. But she threw the guitar, she fell. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, Aubrey took a, a spot there. Um, eventually, uh, Double J gets, uh, you know, move on one of the, I think it was on Dax. And uh, he's trying to wake up Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe slowly does way to the ring to make the count, makes a two count. Uh, Jared gets in his face for not making a fast enough count and basically shoves him in his face. So, of course, Briscoe takes out Jared and allows um, uh, Jared, Jared to get into a shadow machine by FTR, and FTR retains. So Nice. Yeah, so nice. it was a really good match. It was a nice spot from Aubrey. I was very impressed with her taking that chair shot. Awesome. Well, that, that definitely explains the tweet I saw from her. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the picture of her. Yeah, and she said F uh, Karen, Jared, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck them uh, TNA rejects. <laughs> um, all right. The next match was a TNT Championship ladder match between uh, defending champion Wardlow and Christian Cage. Of course, Luchasaurus was at ringside. Um, and Arn Anderson made an appearance in this match. And, oh, my God, I swear to God, I could have thought he had a heart attack because he just looked horrible. Like, he was... He, he did got in the ring and he looked like he was breathing heavy and 
once he did his spots, he was literally on his knee, hanging onto the ropes like he was trying to stay alive. Oh, wow. It was, it was bad. Wow. Um, you know, uh, try to take out Luchasaurus. Of course, you know, Luchasaurus sold as best he could for Arn. Uh, Wardlow hit a nice swanton off the top of the ladder on the outside of the ring through a table. Onto, Wardlow. Uh, yeah, into Luchasaurus. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, there was a, a, a scary spot where Wardlow looked like he almost shattered his legs because he jumped from the ropes onto a ladder that was in the middle of the ring and the rung broke and looked like his legs just collapsed underneath. Oh, it. damn. Um, but thankfully he didn't. And of course, uh, he was able to climb the ring and get the, the championship. So, still your TNT champion, Wardlow. Nice. So, nice. Uh, now, the next match was the AEW World Women's Championship between Jamie Hayer defending her title against Tony Storm. And uh, early on, of course, Tony Storm comes out first, and then uh, Jamie Hayter comes out to ring music, but there's a delay in her coming out, and it's showing that she's actually being attacked in the entranceway, coming to the ring by the rest of the outcast. Um, and they basically beat her down to the point, because it was already rumored that she was injured, legit injured, going into this match. Right. So I think this was just a way for her to to sell that injury and to, you know, lose a title or take the title off her. Right. Um, but yeah, basically a pretty quick match after that. Jamie Hayter loses the title and your new AEW World Women's Champion, Tony Storm. So All right, cool. So the next was the AEW World Trios Championship, the House of Black versus the acclaimed with Daddy Ass. And again, you mentioned earlier there was a little little, you know, shot at uh buddy matthews at the beginning for those who don't know uh basically caster said buddy acts ominous when he's getting cucked by a a kid named dominic and i don't know if you know what cucked means no okay the definition of cucked <laughs> i actually do i actually do i'm just saying no for the people c-u-c-k-e-d yeah is a man who basically lets his wife or girlfriend have sex with other men yeah, that would, that would be by right. And uh, did you see Rhea Ripley's response to that? No, I didn't. She said, hey, Dom, we're over in two companies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, of course, throughout the match, there was a Who's Your Mommy chant directed to Buddy Matthews during the match as well. <laughs> so um, that was pretty funny. But the winners of this match were the House of Black. So... Uh, they did retain. It was a good match nonetheless. And actually, Billy Gunn came in at the end, or Daddy Ass came in towards the end of the match and has a pretty decent offense. But, of course, you know, I don't think they were going to give it to them to begin with. So it's okay with me. Yeah. Now, this was an interesting uh, match. Uh, the TBS Championship, Jade Cargill, defamed against Taya Valkyrie. Of course, I did, I did see video of this. Mrs. Johnny Mundo. Yeah. Mrs. Johnny Nitro, whoever you want to go she, by now. She's thick. She's thick. And she actually had to, I don't know if she just raided Melina's wardrobe with her ring gear. <laughs> right. You know, um, whatever was left in, in Johnny's closet. Uh, but this is a decent match. Uh, probably the longest match that Jay Cargo has had up to this point anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but a good back and forth with them teasing each other's finishers, which apparently is the same finisher. They're yeah. just called differently. Uh, but the winner of the match and still retain is Jade Cargo. With uh, now 60 and 0. After the match, Jay Cargo basically makes an open challenge, assuming nobody's going to come out and accept it. But who comes out but the returning Chris Statlander? 
And, of course, Chris Statlander gets in the ring, accepts a challenge, and we have an impromptu championship match. That was pretty quick. I wouldn't say it was a squash, but it was definitely a quick match. And your winner and new TBS champion, Chris Statlander. And I did see that. I popped huge. I love Chris Statlander. I think she's I a great. Too. I think she's a great talent, and she's also hot. Um, yes, yes. So I, I thought it was awesome, and she deserves it, man. She yeah, she sure. was out for injury, but she's she's put in the work. So it was. I thought it was a great comeback, great way to bring her back in. I thought it was awesome. I agree. I agree. Uh, the next match, which was surprised me at first, but it was the four way pillars match for the AEW World Championship. So the, the actual championship title was the second to the last match. Okay. Uh, and that's MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jack Perry versus Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. So, uh, and this was a really good match. I do have to to say that uh, with Sammy's entrance, he did the whole cue card thing with Ty Mello and basically announced that they were expecting as well. So yeah, everybody getting pregnant up in the wrestling world. Pregnant. Yeah, everybody getting pregnant. There's something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> But a great match. Uh, these, I mean, the pillars, they're pillars for a reason. And they were great in the match. Great back and forth, great submission spots. Um, there was a nice cutter from Darby Allen onto MGF. And as he's giving the cutter, MGF's like, what the fuck? As he took it, which was freaking hilarious. Uh, but of course, you know, MGF did what he did, took advantage of the situation uh, to an unconscious Darby Allen with a, um, a, a headlock takeover for the pin. So retaining and you're still your AEW world champion, MJF. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I saw the uh, MJF said why he wanted to go on before the anarchy in the arena match. Was I saw it too. Yeah. Because he didn't want to roll around in uh, Moxley's blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great <laughs> MJF. Well, yeah. yeah. But of course, main event of the night, the anarchy in the arena match, the elite. Uh, consisting of Kenny Omega, uh, the Young Bucks, as well as Hangman Adam Page versus the Blackpool Combat Club. And this was everything you expect. It was a violent match. There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of spots in there. Um, the BBC had a live entrance from uh, the group Violent Idol, which I don't know if you saw, but the lead singer had a black mask and the rest of his face was painted black. So he was basically blackface. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. And typically what they did, like they did at the last, uh, one of the last pair of views where the BBC came out and they were still playing the music. Like they played it for the good five to six minutes of the match going on. Oh, wow. Uh, up to the point until where the Young Bucks super kicked the lead singer, which made sense why he had the mask on because I think he was he was taking the spot. Right. So it took out the lead singer. Um, but there were a lot of good nice spots, including there was a barbed wire and glass, uh, broken glass on a giant poker chip. At the, at the stage area, uh, which saw Moxley and one of the Buck, oh no, Moxley and Kenny Omega go through that. Uh, Claudio and Matt Jackson made their way out to the you know, the parking lot, and Claudio gave Matt a power driver in the bed of a, a truck. Oh, yeah. Of course, um, Matt Jackson would eventually come back in uh, into the arena, and he delivered an exploding super kick to Moxley. Uh, basically, it, literally, he super kicked him, and it, a spark, like huge explosion. Really. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting spot. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Um, of course, thumbtacks were brought into the match. And at this point, um, they took off Matt Jackson's shoe barefoot and slammed his foot into the tacks. 
<laughs> yeah. It was how did your how did your wife react to that? She was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but then Nick Jackson took a uh, phase forward trip into the tax. So face first into the tax too. Oh. And of course Kenny Omega took a spawn the tax as well. Um match ended with um uh Konosuke Takashida, I think that's how I pronounce it. Came out and basically uh, had a heel uh, turn. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did a heel turn and aligned with the Backpool Combat Club, uh, taking out Omega and allowing Yuta Wheeler to get the pin. So mm. the winners of the Anarchy in the Arena match was the Blackpool Combat Club. And, of course, later on there was a tweet out from Kenny Omega who says that I know one or two guys that can even the odds for us. So should of Brian bring somebody else in from uh, – from uh, Japan or something, who knows? So that would explain the massive, and I highlight the word massive and capitalize every letter, massive heat that Don Callis got on Dynamite this past Wednesday. Yeah. Because that was Dominic level heat. Mm-hmm. I'm talking that place was booming with booze. Yeah. It was, it was insane. It was insane. But oh man, that I, that sounded like an awesome pay per view. I got I got to look up that exploding super kick. That, yeah, that sounds super really kick. cool. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Um, but it, overall, it was a, it was a really decent match. You know, I thought it was great uh, pay per view overall. Like I said, the only thing I, I didn't like was kind of um, the the buy in show with the Hardys, and then I would say probably the women's championship match, which I know why they did it the way they did. Right, right. Um, but I still would have liked to see a decent match come out of it. You know. Gotcha. Now, um, talking about AEW, what do you think about Tony Khan's announcement? Not really thrilled about it. Not I really think, thrilled? I, I think we've made our case uh, on this podcast before. Um, to me, CM Punk did the unthinkable when he did what he did at the scrum. Um, and I really think that if he is that jaded, why the hell come back? Yeah. Now, unless he is totally kayfabing this whole time and is basically has, has basically worked all of us, then that would be a different story. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, even looking at the I don't know if you if you've ever watched any of the episodes of the uh, AEW reality show that they have where everything's backstage. A couple of them, yeah. Okay, even then, when the young bucks are talking about what happened when they got stripped of the titles and everything, they make it sound like it was like the worst, you know, time for them. Like, like yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't a work. Like it was a real thing, you know. So I, I don't know if if I'm going off of how I felt about CM Punk and what he did. I'm not really happy that he's back. Am I going to watch? Of course. Right. You know, I mean, he's CM Punk, but I'm not really thrilled about it. I hope his attitudes changed personally. I wonder if it's Tony conscious way of getting people to view the new collision show. Cause they did hit the same thing with rampage. That's true. That's true. Oh, you sent me the, the spot. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, it goes literally an exploding super kick. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that match, too, is um, I was expecting to be a super kick party. Because I'm going to get bucks. Can you Omega? There was right. only 11 super kicks in the match. I counted them. Only 11. <laughs> only 11, yeah. 
Uh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Man. Wow. Spot, so. so same question to you. How do you feel about CM Punk coming back? Well, there's definitely some heat coming from the crowd. Yeah. The announcements. Um, yeah. I don't know how often I'm going to watch Collision because it's on a Saturday. You know, same, same. Um, but I, I don't think T. Uh, I'm sorry, TNA. AEW doesn't need CM Punk. No, I think they've got enough talent now. Yeah, you know, with who they have. I mean, and and talent that's excuse the pun, but that are pillars there. Yeah, you know, they're they're carrying the company. I think they're doing just fine. Yeah, I he's agree. not he's not necessary. Bring back Miro. You know what I mean? Bring him back. Let's yeah. see him. Screw CM Punk, man. You know, but I mean, it's Tony Khan, it's his money. It's his action figures. Let him do what he wants. Right. That's basically <laughs> what it is. He's trying to sell merchandise. Yeah. To it, you know? Yeah. So, well, an know. awesome weekend of, of awesome wrestling, wrestling action. Got to love it when those weekends come up for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Kayfabe Chris is always awesome job of recapping everything. Um, so before we call it a night, I got something I want to bring up. Uh, there was a post put earlier, I think it was yesterday, and I did make a comment on the post. And it's something I really do want to talk about, and I'm hoping that there's some independent talent out there that will be willing to come on the show and talk about this. Uh, I'm thinking about making it a, a full subject, not just to pinpoint this one incident, um, but a full subject of kind of like the downsides of – the independent being an independent wrestler basically uh i said this before that there are a lot of parallels with the music world um i'll give you a perfect example uh this weekend this past weekend uh my band played at this event in in san antonio um it was a big event uh it was a three-day event uh, i don't want to say the name of it uh, just because i don't want to be throwing anybody under the bus on the podcast like this um and when I when we got asked to do this, I, I I'm the one that booked it basically. And when I spoke to the gentleman about bringing us on, you do what you do. You ask about you know, okay, uh, what are we talking about as far as you know, uh, scheduling, what day, and then of course you got to talk. You, you may not like to, but you got to talk about compensation. You know, being that this was going to be in San Antonio, which technically is our quote unquote hometown, because that's where the band is from, even though I live in Seguin, it's still the San Antonio area. We're not going to come out and charge a whole bunch, but at the same time, we still, you know, want to be compensated for something. Mm -hmm. So in the discussion that we had, um, there was an agreement that came out. I won't get into the specifics, but there was an agreement that was made, right? Um, we go, we do the show. Here we are. Today's Thursday that we're recording this podcast. Um, here we are Thursday and we still haven't been paid. And I really. I really find it hard to believe if anyone else got paid. To be honest, I don't I don't know for sure. Of course, I let the gentleman know, hey, man, uh, we never got anything. He said, really, uh, you were supposed to get such and such. And let me check in on this and I'll get back to you. That was on Monday. And like I said, here we are Thursday. I still haven't heard anything. So I bring that up because, again, talking about the parallels between the independent wrestling world and music, I was reading this uh, post on Facebook, and apparently this is something that happens in the independent wrestling world, too. Apparently there was some talent uh, this past weekend that wrestled a show, 
the talent was told, hey, we'll pay you on Tuesday. And they left it all in the ring. Apparently, all of them, I'm going by what the post said, uh, the show was a great show. All the talent gave it their all, you know, doing what they love to do. They left it all in the ring. They A lot of them drove there from pretty far away with their own money, paying for their own gas. To be told they had to wait till Tuesday. They drive back home that same distance, basically empty-handed. Tuesday came and went, and they still have nothing. Wow. And so it, it just, the post that was on there was basically calling out this particular incident. And I was like, you know what? I would like to talk about that, you know, because I can only speak for the music world, right? Um, will I still play for something like that? Yeah, I love to play, but I'll be honest, and, and I've done this in the past. There was a place we played at years ago in my band Godspell. We played at a place in Houston and we're told we were going to get paid and we didn't never went back there again and so i'm curious as to is that the same thing that happens in the wrestling world you know what i mean because it is a little different with wrestling because these are promotions we're talking about they're not right. venues right where music music it's more it's usually venues events at different venues promoters and whatnot i get that there's promoters in the wrestling world but there's a little bit of a difference there so if you want to work you might have to go back to the same promotion you know, so I'm really curious as to how that whole thing works. What are some of the other uh, downsides of, of working this business? Um, and I'd like to hear from some of these independent wrestlers as to the question of questions. Is it worth it? Yeah. You know, I think it's a great topic. And dare I say, if these wrestlers want to come on and call out those specific promotions, hey, I ain't going to hold them back. Because in my opinion, speaking as a musician, that like I go back to what I said, the parallels are there. A, a man, a woman in this business, music or wrestling is worth their work. They're artists, they're doing what they do and they deserve to be compensated. I firmly believe that. Now there is an argument that could be made for a band like myself because I do play in a Christian rock band. A lot of times you get that whole, oh, but you're doing it for God, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times we do do it for God, but it does not mean that we still don't deserve to be compensated for yeah. what we do. You know what I mean? Um, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast. Talk about that some other time. But I definitely want to get into this topic. So I have I commented on that post. Hopefully there'll be some uh, wrestlers that will reach out. I would love to talk about this subject. I really would. I want to hear from some of these guys and 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 really kind of get into the meat and potatoes of this topic and find out just, you know, you, you still do this, even though you get shafted like that. I mean, you know, I, I it's just, I find it really interesting. So yeah. what do you think? No, oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I think, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, hell man, I would love to get a promoter on, you know what I mean? Maybe talk to a, I know that the uh, promoter from local wrestling has expressed interest on being on the show. I may reach out to him, see if he wants to come on and talk. Um, Maybe find out why a promoter would do that. You know, is it greed or is it legitimately a mistake? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so it would be interesting, you know, not to give away any information about companies or anything, but you and I have both learned with working from NLW that, you know, promotions, a lot of these promotions don't run on like thousands and thousands of dollars in the bank. Sometimes some of these promotions run because 
couple of guys are owners and they're literally putting out money per show. It's not like there's some kind of a savings account. They're just doing it for the passion of the business. And if tickets don't sell and money doesn't come in, unfortunately, they don't get the money they want. They don't get the return for their investment. Then what happens, right? Yeah. So a lot of factors in this, man. I think it would be a great topic to jump into. So, hey, listen, for those of y'all that are listening, first of all, thank you. I know there's a lot of the independent wrestlers that do listen to our show. If you guys want to come on and talk about this, if this has happened to you, if you're a promoter listening and you've had to deal with this for some reason, or you've seen other promotions do, I would love, we would love for you to come on the show uh, and talk about this. Reach out to us, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know if you want to come on the show and talk about this topic. We'd love to have you. Uh, Zeke, I know you listen. If you want to come on and talk, man, let's bring you on the show. Let's talk about this. Um, hey, Elijah, King Cobra, if you if you also want to come on and talk about this as well. King um, Cobra Apu. Yes, yeah, that's right. King Cobra Apu. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about this. I think it'd be a great topic. So we'll see. We'll see if we get any uh, response over the weekend. And if we do, maybe next week, that'll be what we talk about. Sounds good. Cool, cool. All right. Well, Chris, you got anything else before we uh, call it a night? Mm, no. No? You good? I'm good. You got nothing more you want to say to the lovely people that are listening right now. <laughs> I'd like to talk directly to the horse now. <laughs> so to all of our Middle Eastern listeners, we do want to say we're sorry. We were just joking. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> We apologize. We have a sick sense of humor. Yeah, we do. We do. Sorry about so that. Get over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and for all of y'all that uh, I just completely lost my train of thought. I don't know what happened there. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> great show, man. Great to be back. Uh, great to talk pro wrestling as always. So, Chris, great to see your lovely face. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I haven't shaved all week. <laughs> it's all good, man. You look so manly. At least my face, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're terrible. You're I'm terrible. I escaped earlier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Keep it tuned in here for the best in professional wrestling action. We got all the load down for you. We try to do it every week, but as you know, life happens. But just keep it here. We'll keep you in the loop. We promise. But thank you again for listening. Remember that we love you guys. So until next week, stay safe out there. Remember, you got we got nothing but love for all of you wrestling fans. Get out there. Go go look around. See if there's some local shows going on for your independent uh, in the independent scene. Get out there and watch some shows this weekend. Uh, get out there and get some pro wrestling. All right. Y'all take care until next week. We love you guys. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.